Who are they? How did they get here and where are they now? I'm Tyson Chastain, Director of Alumni Relations with Johnson University, and this is the Sojourner Podcast. Have you heard about Johnson University's Vanguard Church Partners Program? Churches who seek a more dynamic relationship with the university are invited to join this partnership as we work together to foster stronger connections between churches, the university, and the students who attend Johnson from VCP churches. Student scholarships and a variety of church benefits reinforce the partnership of Johnson University with each partner church. Learn more at johnsonu.edu forward slash Vanguard or call Brian Lakin, Director of Church Relations at 865-251-2141. Today, we're joined in the Sojournal Podcast by Martha Riley Allagood, a 1967 graduate of Johnson Bible College. Martha, welcome to the Sojournal Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Martha. I'm really looking forward to getting into our conversation. To get started, Martha, would you mind giving just a general introduction of yourself to those in our audience who do not know Martha Olligood? I grew up in uh, McConnellsville, Ohio, uh, was, uh, uh, was a member of the Main Street Church of Christ. I have uh, four other siblings, and I've had wonderful parents, so I had a great place to give to grow up Um, we were active in the church my father was uh, well both of my parents were florists and my grandparents were florists so I grew up in greenhouses and flowers and uh, the greenhouses were in our backyard so I love flowers have always put uh, I put a lot of flowers on Facebook I'm known for that (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, I had um, what, what is, was really uh, like a uh, working family. It was like a family business. So we were very involved. Uh, all of us children were very involved from the time we were like maybe six or seven years old working at different aspects of, uh, of the flower business. I was, like I say, a member at Main Street Church of Christ was always active in whatever was going on there, you know, youth things and Mm -hmm. so forth. And um, my sister Ruth, well, we all were and my, but my sister Ruth played the organ even uh, for church and she ended up graduating from Johnson in music. So the minister who really um, uh, influenced my early life was H.B. Mason. And he was what was called an honorary alumni. He wasn't an alum. Uh, They used to do those honorary alums. I don't know if they still do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he actually recommended, he read the blue and white. And so he had recommended to a fella, uh, was a couple years older than me, that to go to uh, Johnson. He wanted to go into ministry, but he was very poor. And he said, well, there's a place you can go and you can work and you can go through school. And that was Jerry Hollaball. And uh, so Jerry Hollaball was um, the person who actually uh, recommended to our elders uh, that uh, Charles Wingfield was about to graduate. And so Charles Wingfield 
uh, came in his first ministry, located ministry. He had student ministries, but he and Ruth, Ruth was pregnant for Doug, and, uh, and they came to McConnellsville. And they moved from a one-room apartment into a big house. <laughs> and we all got involved in helping them. And uh, But they were there. Uh, I always think it's seven years. I think I saw somewhere where Tim or one of the kids referred to that as six years. But anyway, it was about seven years. And at that time, I was uh, graduating from high school uh, when they came being there when I graduated from Good Samaritan. I mm. graduated from Good Samaritan School of Nursing in uh, Zanesville, Ohio. And uh, that's the school my mother had graduated from. My mother was an RN and I became an RN and a Good Samaritan nurse. And I should um, back up and say that uh, our whole family was very in involved in music. We were all in band coming through school. Uh, at one time, there were three of us in the senior band at the same time. Uh, so we, uh, our house was always noisy. <laughs> there was organ, a piano, a trombone, <laughs> a um, trumpet. A Sounds like the clarinet. organ orchestra. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the neighbors, <laughs> the neighbors uh, got to hear music from time to time. <laughs> but it was uh, really, uh, it was a great life, a great way to grow up. We worked, uh, but uh, every summer uh, we went to Michigan uh, to a lake for vacation for a week or two weeks. And um, dad would fish and we would play <laughs> and uh, have a good time. That's what he always said, you know, well, we worked hard. Now we're going to go and we'll play. <laughs> so uh, anyway, other things was that we were close. Uh, all of us were within uh, 12 years of each other. My mm. brother is the oldest and uh, he and then then I'm next and then Ruth, then Susan, then Margaret. Uh, Margaret is a graduate of Johnson. Ruth is a graduate of Johnson. Margaret is Margaret Hutchins, and she always comes to Senior Saints. She's very active in uh -huh. that. I think she attended. I'm not sure she did graduate from Johnson. She graduated, I think, eventually from Ohio University. She mm. finished her degree at Ohio. Uh -huh. It was through Charles' ministry that I got interested in in going to uh, the mission field and i felt that very strongly and uh, some of that uh, happened while i was at johnson i thought i would just go a year <clears throat> and then go on to the mission field and dr pruitt came and spoke in chapel while i was uh, a student and i went up and told him you know i'm here but I'm, I'm getting ready to come. And he said, if I, would I graduate, how long would it take me to graduate? I said, well, they admitted me as a sophomore, so two more years. He said, well, that's what I think you ought to do. Don't, don't come out until you graduate. And uh, at first I was very disappointed. And then I just thought, well, really, I'm loving what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because I was in the choir and the touring choir and uh, singing with a trio and um, 
uh, we were we even traveled ourselves back then the school didn't really sponsor us we just did that stuff on our own we had outfits made and uh, we went different places I had a car I had a little Corvair so we would go uh, different places to churches you know people would invite us to come yeah, even in different states other states so anyway uh, all that was so good. And I graduated then in 67. Now I met Charlie then, but I didn't marry Charlie then. <laughs> he and I were at different points. He didn't want to go to Africa. I had gone to Johnson because I was going to Africa. I'm not real sure how all that, that how that was so real. <laughs> and so um, why I was so determined but I was, and uh, so anyway, I graduated in May of 67, and um, in August of 67, I went to Africa by myself. I, I had never had traveled. I had never even been on an airplane, so I went to a travel agent. Mother went with me, and I went to a travel agent in Zanesville, Ohio. Uh, that person hadn't traveled much either. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but anyway, she uh, she said I shouldn't go all the way without stopping. So I spent three days in London, mm. actually, on my way. And then I flew South African Airways uh, down uh, to uh, what was still Rhodesia then. Uh, it's now Zimbabwe. What Dr. Pruitt wanted me to do was to be in charge of the school of nursing. So uh, I worked in the hospital. I was uh, in charge of, the hospital was divided and, and it had two sides where there were tuberculosis patients, male patients, and um, my office was on that side and the classroom was on that side of the hospital. And I was the person, if something was going on, I was like a supervisor, mm. <laughs> they came and got me. So anyway, I, I had a, a, just a great experience there and uh, loved what I was doing. And that's how I got interested in nursing education. I didn't know I could do that. Dr. Pruitt knew that, you know, he's one of those people and I've known several uh, over my life that have a gift I don't have that is they can see what someone can do and mm. point them to that. Mm. And Dr. Pruitt was like that. Anyway, I, I mean, my response was, you think I can be in charge of the school of nursing? And he said, yes, I do. So, well, then I did it and did it pretty well, actually. And so I was like enjoying what I was doing and decided that, you know, I needed to come home, get more education. So I was there for three years, loved every minute of it, came home in 1970. 1970 was a bad time in the United States. Uh, there were riots and uh, a lot of universities had even closed. The Kent, the, uh, Kent State affair had occurred uh, while I was still in Africa. My sister was at Kent State when that happened, mm. my sister Susan. So it was frightening to come home. I didn't know what to expect because of the kind of news we got. 
Now we didn't get very much. I mean, there was no TV. <laughs> we didn't even have a telephone out there. We had a radio phone on, at Mashoko where I was. And uh, I flew into New York and then on into Columbus, Ohio. A lot of my family met me then. And, uh, and so at first I just needed to sort of get acclimated to the United States mm -hmm. and um, I'd been driving on the other side of the road okay mm -hmm. so I wasn't safe driving it took a while to get back into all that I was in a wedding uh, a colleague from uh, from Johnson uh, was getting married and wanted me to be in her wedding and it was in Illinois and uh, so mother and I went to Illinois and the missionary convention was going to be on while we were there too. Mm. So we went to the missionary convention. Dr. Eubanks saw me and came and said that uh, Madonna Burgett was waiting for her visa to go to India. <laughs> and she had told him that if that visa came, she was going. <laughs> so he wanted to line me up to come second semester uh, to Johnson and teach missions. Mm. So uh, that was just a blessing because I thought I can go to chapel. I can, you know, I can get back into this United States slowly because at that time, I, it, a way I thought about Johnson was said it was more isolated, much more mm -hmm. isolated than it is today, as far as the rest of Tennessee was concerned, you know. Mm -hmm. I did end up going and I lived in Bell Hall and had an apartment and I ate meals with the students. I would go down and eat meals. That was a part of the deal. And I taught missions and health. And enjoyed that. But while I was doing that, I was working at Baptist Hospital. I always worked at Baptist Hospital when I was uh, when I was at Johnson. Uh, I did that when I was a student. So anyway, I yeah, working at Baptist Hospital and looking for where I was going to go work on my bachelor's in nursing. See, mm. I just had a diploma in nursing, so um, I ended up. Uh, finding out from uh, actually just a person working at Baptist uh, that I just had met that was talking about the University of Virginia, that they would accept a lot of um, credits from diploma graduates. And so I went, uh, wrote to them, and I went there and had an interview. At that time, uh, Johnson wasn't accredited. Mm -hmm. And the University of Virginia was like, well, you've got a lot of credits that, you know, and I said, well, now, and this was how things were done at that time. I said, the University of Tennessee accepts three years of Johnson credit. And this counselor said, can you get a letter that says that? And I said, yes, I think I can. So anyway, I, um, I came back and uh, Lavella Richardson wrote the letter. So they gave me a lot of credit. In fact, they said, Martha, we can quit writing, writing down your humanities. You've got <laughs> more humanities than any nurse we've, <laughs> we've had. Anyway, 
so I went through um, and got my bachelor's in a year. It was a year and a summer. So I graduated uh, in 1973. And that was at what school? University of Virginia, Charlottesville. Uh -huh. and, in 1973. Um, yeah. I didn't realize it was such a great school. It was... Uh, See, I didn't know. Uh -huh. The Lord just took care of me. I'm telling you, really. He just led me through. Mm. And I really believe that. So that was just a great experience. And like I say, I graduated in uh, 73. Then um, I came back to Johnson <laughs> and taught missions again. Dr. Dr. Eubanks wanted me to come back. And I lived in um, the a dorm. It's where the Richardson building is now. And it was mm -hmm. built new, but it wasn't according to code or something. And it was up there too close to the, uh, you know, the other buildings. It needed to be where dorms were. Some of those decisions hadn't really been made. In that. Mm. But anyway, I lived in there. And it was brand new. I had an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment in there. But I worked uh, full-time at uh, East Tennessee Baptist Hospital School of Nursing, teaching nursing. It was too much. I got sick. I got very sick. So um, I was teaching two missions classes. And they, they had a missions class <laughs> for freshmen that was... Uh, all of them at once in the chapel at eight at um, maybe six o'clock maybe I forget uh, on Friday night you can imagine it was just a zoo it was really hard but anyway I got sick and uh, I because it was hard what I was doing and I was teaching you know five days a week I was teaching mm -hmm. at Baptist teaching at Johnson teaching <laughs> I should, I used to think if somebody asked me to do something, I must be able to do it, you know. Uh -huh. It took a while for me to learn <laughs> how to say no. Anyway, I um, ended up, uh, I realized then that I need to get my master's in nursing. Hmm. And uh, at that time in Knoxville, there was no master's in nursing, <laughs> which is just amazing to me now. So that was... Um, even UT, uh, University of Tennessee, Knoxville, that was a diploma program at that hospital still. When I realized there was no place to get a master's, um, then I started looking around and someone recommended that I look at Ohio State. So I ended up, well, I told the director at the School of Nursing at Baptist that um, I wouldn't leave till she had a replacement, which, see, you shouldn't say things like that. Well, anyway, but finally, um, uh, I, the replacement was hired. I ended up um, moving to uh, Columbus and going to Ohio State. Well, when I got there, they said, oh, if you want to go full time, you should have been here in September. And I was in like November or something. Mm. And they said, well, I said, but I can go get a job and then I'll start next September. <laughs> and they said, 
Well, this counselor said, well, if you just wait, I think I'm going to go talk to the dean. So then she came back and said, the dean wants to talk to you. Anyway, they hired me. So <laughs> that ended up they hired me. And um, so I, I taught for them until um, September. And then I started the master's program. And that was a, a four, four, uh, some, uh, four uh, quarters to get a master's. So I graduated in August of 1967 with a master's from Ohio State University. You, you graduated with your master's in August of when? What did I say? Oh, 76. 76. I, yeah, okay. 76. And uh, then I came to uh, Radford University. It was Radford College then in Virginia and interviewed and uh, decided to take that position. That was a good learning experience. I had a good dean who really helped me grow and, and gave me opportunities, uh, leadership kind of opportunities. I eventually was the acting director when she left. Anyway, I was there for, I think, three years. And I saw that to be tenured there, <laughs> I would have to work. I would be uh, there 15 years or something. I'm like, something's wrong with that picture. Anyway, I knew I needed to go get a doctorate. And that was really hard to admit that I needed to do that. So uh, I started looking at doctoral programs. Actually, when I was in my second year there, I was looking and uh, I looked at Alabama and Tennessee, different places, because I was afraid to go north. <laughs> I, want, I knew where I needed to go was NYU and New York City, but I was afraid to move to New York City. And, uh, but anyway, eventually I did. I ended up in um, 79 moving and I shared with another nursing student and I had an apartment in New York City just just down the street from uh, Washington Square Park uh, right there at NYU went full-time there's a lot of stories around that I'm not going to go into all those the detail around all that but I eventually uh, was able to have a traineeship but I didn't think I was going to have one. So I started interviewing for jobs in New York City. Well, ironically, there, masters prepared nurses were a dime a dozen, you mm. know, so it was hard to get in. But um, Hunter College Bellevue School of Nursing was looking for a faculty person. So, and the, the dean liked the fact that we were, there was another person and I, she liked the fact we were doctoral students that, you know, we would be teaching their undergrads and be stu doctoral students. She liked that. So she said that she would pay us the highest scale she could <laughs> and uh, that we could do it one day a week, one day a week. Mm, and uh, wow. yeah. So, uh, see, I'm telling you, the blessings just rolled in for me all the time. And um, so, uh, anyway, uh, in two years, I finished all the coursework uh, at, at NYU and was working on a proposal. And then the lease was up on the apartment <laughs> and we needed to move out of there and, and I needed to get a job. You know, I mean, I was 
well, I'm, all, through all this, I've just always either had some grants or or paid my way. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, I had federal nurse traineeship uh, support at NYU and at Ohio State. And um, anyway, then I came to, um, I took a position at Ohio University as director of the School of Nursing. And they, I had written to them and they got interested in me in a way. (laughs) They thought I was uh, uh, holding out and wanting to uh, get more money or (laughs) do. But I was really working on my proposal and my head just wasn't in getting that job. And uh, they kept promising me different things. They flew the plane for me, the, the Ohio University plane to Columbus. And, you know, I mean, they did all kinds of stuff that was really courting me. And uh, and I was just busy dealing with, with the, getting my proposal finished up and getting it approved. Anyway, I did take that position and um, and that was good too. I was, uh, I, I negotiated that I needed in order to finish my doctorate, I needed uh, to be able to do my research. So I would either take Friday or Monday, whichever worked best for them, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that that didn't mean that I was going to do my job in four days. They needed to appoint some assistant that would be helping get some of the stuff done. Well, the good news was that they wanted me to be doctorally prepared as much as I did. So they were very supportive. And I that was a time when um, President Ping uh, was at Ohio University. He was... Um, Presbyterian minister that had become president. He was a wonderful man, wonderful president. Plus, I had a, a great uh, dean over the School of Nursing um, and Hilda Richards, and I still communicate with her. She's retired in Chicago, and uh, but she she really taught me a lot, and uh, I had never done budget. <laughs> there were there were a lot of things I had not. Uh, ever done so anyway that ended up being a very good situation uh, they needed to be accredited and we took that program through and uh, and got it accredited for the first time uh, that time I mean I just knew baccalaureate baccalaureate uh, nursing like the back of my hand you know I it was it was easy to see what was wrong there and what needed to be fixed. And uh, I had a lot of support to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. But as I was getting it finished is when I heard from Charlie, okay? And Charlie wrote me a letter. How he found me was um, after I had been in Africa, I was forwarding agent for Dr. Gloria Cobb. Uh, she was a Milligan graduate um, and Indiana University graduate uh, physician that was in Africa when I was at Mashoko. I had handled her funds and was her forwarding agent, paid bills and things for her. Once a year, Central Africa Story was a newsletter 
it used to come out about every month. <laughs> I mean, it was, and it was a nice newsletter. Then on the back, once a year, they listed all the missionaries and their forwarding agents. And the forwarding agents' um, addresses were there, okay? Well, Charlie was in Florida. He was a member and he would go early. His style always was you go early to church and when it's over, you get out of there. He, he always said to me, get your vista done before. So anyway, he would go early and get things off of the bullet board and read newsletters and things. And he saw the newsletter and he saw that I was still Martha Riley. Now, you see, I was 40 years old and he was 39. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we had not communicated at all. And I get this letter from Charlie Halligan. Um, <laughs> at first, I didn't even answer that. I said, oh, Lord, no, not Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> we'd sort of parted you know, unhappy about our situation, actually. Then it, it occurred to me that I should be at least be polite and answer that. And mm. so, and I was rereading it. And he was asking about Ruth and he asked about my folks. Well, then I thought, oh, that's right. He came home with me once. I thought nobody else ever came home with me, you know. And so I began to you know, sort of discover that. I tell you, I've been in nursing so much. I had blinders on, you know, with all this education and stuff. And I knew I needed to get my life more in balance. I, I had come to that realization after I finished my doctorate. So I answered him and then he wrote me a second letter. And with the second letter, a little school picture dropped out and that was John. Uh, his son, John. John had actually been adopted in his first marriage, and mm -hmm. his marriage had ended in a very painful way. I won't go into detail, but anyway, he had full custody of John. Mm -hmm. And um, and so John was, uh, at that time, uh, six, I think, or maybe seven, and uh, eager to have a mom. <laughs> I, they invited me to come down to visit in Florida and uh, that we would go to Epcot. Epcot had just opened and uh, we would go to Epcot. So um, anyway, I did go down and uh, Patsy Campbell was uh, there at that church. And I knew Patsy Campbell's family from the church in, in uh, Martinsville, Virginia. <laughs> and new Patsy. Uh, she's a Milligan graduate. And, uh, but anyway, she was in charge of their daycare and their preschool kind of thing they had. So, and, and so he said, now Patsy says you can stay with her, you know? And uh, so anyway, I went down and uh, we did go down to uh, Disney and to Epcot. Uh, it was there actually that we sort of realized you know that our relationship was still there we just sort of had to find out who we were as adults you know mm -hmm. and uh, we really decided then we were going to get married okay? and uh, that was in november then in december i flew to raleigh and went to Bellhaven. his folks were retired at Bellhaven, uh, north carolina 
And so he and John came up and we all went there for Christmas and uh, that's, we got engaged then. And the wedding was in April. So I'm getting ready to have my anniversary. It was actually at Easter time that we got married. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, and I had my birthday. Sunday will be my birthday. And then our anniversary is the 21st. Hmm. And um, so uh, 39 years it would have been had he been mm -hmm. still with me here. I flew back to Ohio. We were in the middle of that accreditation process for that school of nursing. And I told him, now I think I've done, I think we've done well on the self-study and getting everything ready as far as how we change some of the programs and stuff. But if we haven't, I'm staying till it's done. This is a job. See, I have all these missionary journeys that are, uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> they're all in the United States after Africa, <laughs> but, but they're like missionary journeys. So I was committed to getting Ohio University um, nursing accredited. And part of that's because that's Athens County, right next to Morgan County, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And the people that were going through that program, see, we had a bachelor's program for RNs only. So they were already either diploma graduates or associate degree graduates. So that's what kind of program it was. The people going through, I knew a lot of those people, you know, that were going through the program. And um, so I was committed to that. But anyway, uh, the day that, uh, so we had our visit, it went well. Then I was to go to New York uh, and the NLN for the NLN meeting. 10 Columbus Circle is where the NLN was. I was up there. I actually went with another uh, colleague whose her school of nursing was also up for accreditation. So anyway, uh, while I was there, everything went well. In fact, we got um, accredited uh, for uh, eight years, which was the maximum with no recommendations for change. Wow. And uh, well, and those, the offices were on the 24th and the 23rd floor. And so the meeting I was in was on the 23rd floor. And then I had to go up to the 24th floor and do some stuff, sign some things. And <clears throat> the secretary went with me and she said, in the elevator, she said to me, do you understand what just happened in there? And I said, well, I think I do. And she said, I have been with the NLN for many years. And that is the second time I've ever seen them give accreditation with no recommendations for change. Wow. And uh, so that was neat. Yeah. So anyway, then they put me in an office, an empty office with a telephone. And I called President Peng at Ohio University and my dean, uh, Hilda Richards, Dr. Richards. And I called Charlie and I said, we got it done so we can get married in April. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, April was the choice because of John's spring break. <laughs> we were trying to keep him in school because he was the best man 
and the other people in the wedding were my nieces and nephews. Um, mm. uh, it was so it was all children. <laughs> the only adult, other adult, was uh, my sister Ruth. Was my uh, matron of honor, mm. and uh, but all the rest were children, mm-hmm. and uh, 12, 13 year olds. And uh, one, the flower girl was um, two, I think, maybe. And um, John was seven. Maybe he had turned eight. I forget. So uh, anyway, so it was a wedding at Main Street. Then we we moved to Florida, where Charlie had was working, where his and uh, we built a home in um, Julington Creek area and uh, of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So the rest of it, <laughs> should I keep going? <laughs> well, the, uh, the, the, the rest of it. So you got, you got married. I got married and I, I wasn't going to work for a while and, but it was a brand new house. And so what it didn't, it needed, you know, curtains and stuff. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, there was no, not much cleaning to be done and stuff, you know. Was this house down in Florida? Yeah, in Jacksonville. Okay. In Jacksonville, mm-hmm. uh-huh. okay. Mm-hmm. We um, we were there, uh, and um, I was I wasn't going to work, but um, then there was a uh, something in the paper about National Nurses Week, which is always in May. It's always around Nightingale's birthday. And which is the 12th of May. So uh, I said something about it. And Charlie said, well, it sounds like you might want to go to that. And I said, well, I think I would. It was a luncheon or something. And um, so I went and then, you know, I was meeting people there and they said, you have a PhD in nursing. (laughs) You're not going to work for a while. (laughs) Well, anyway, University of Florida started after me and I eventually went with them and they were offering the masters on the Jacksonville campus. And that's where I, mm. I work and learned a lot. That's where I first chaired theses. And, uh, and they had just started their doctoral program in Jackson, in uh, Gainesville. And I used to go over to Gainesville. They made me the, <laughs> the person that went to Gainesville for meetings, sort of representing that Jacksonville uh, campus. and. Uh, Anyway, I, uh, I was, you know, learning is what I was really doing. I was learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was chairing. Uh, and there were a number of people that had done the coursework, but not done a thesis. When I went and found those people and started talking to them and getting them working on a thesis, and we graduated a bunch of them. And uh, anyway, I, um, I wanted to I was also trying to publish my research, my dissertation. I had submitted that a time or two and got, you know, some feedback. And then some people were doing a book and they wanted me to do a chapter. And so I did a chapter in that book uh, on it. And uh, so uh, anyway, for the university, I needed to be going and presenting that research. (laughs) So I went for the research day up to... um, uh, the University of South Carolina gave a paper there, 
and they got interested in me for a faculty position and I was like you know I'm not interested in moving you know we just built a house in Florida but anyway uh, I went home and Charlie said well you could go up there and interview if you don't want to go don't go you know but he right. so he helped me in a lot of ways, but one of the things was his way of looking at stuff was way broader than mine, mm. <laughs> you know, and he said, interviewing's good, you know, and right. uh, so anyway, I did go up and uh, interview, and um, I didn't think they were going to give me the job, but they did. <laughs> they were interviewing somebody else the same day. I had never seen that done, never <laughs> And I thought, she, she looks really good. I bet they'll give it to her. Anyway, they offered it to me. So uh, we made the move to um, Columbia. And uh, we actually, uh, and actually what I became was a department head in mm. the College of Nursing at the University of South Carolina. Again, that was, that was a, the biggest uh, school of nursing, college of nursing, I'd been a part of as far as people being really uh, involved in uh, publishing and writing grants and all, all that stuff. And um, I was sort of, I was, I did get my dissertation research published in the Western Journal of Nursing Research. Uh, the chapter that book came out there were several things that I got done but um, I also was busy having a department that I had to manage and uh, uh, that dean had she hired uh, three people with PhDs in nursing and and reorganized everything into three departments is what it amounted to. I ended up with a huge department, the yeah. largest of the departments, uh, the most, most faculty in it. So anyway, along the way, I was presenting research and doing, I repeated my dissertation research uh, did rep to replicate that with a different sample. So uh, I went to present that at uh, the Southern Nursing Research Society, uh, who was there and recognized me was the person that I had that had come in there at a Baptist hospital and took that job that I had been in. And here oh, wow. she had finished her doctorate at UT. And so she was at UT and she wanted to have lunch with me. And she said they were in the process of developing a PhD program at UT and they wanted me to be the consultant on that. So I said, oh yeah, I would love to do that. So I was the consultant and I even came up to UT and met with them and, and presented at a class, uh, taught in one of the classes. But anyway, and then I went back home and, and uh, again, that move, um, I mean, I probably wouldn't have even gone for the interview, but Charlie said, you know, you can go for an interview. He said, you mean UT is wanting you and you're not going to go interview? <laughs> so anyway, I did end up moving to UT. We moved to uh, Farragut and I took the position and I asked that I not be um, 
I didn't want to start over on a tenure line. I was on a tenure line, but I didn't want to start over. I didn't want to wait seven years. Mm-hmm. And I said, I will come if I negotiated, if, if I can stay on the same tenure line I had at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I already had enough years. I had four years. So they brought me in on the shortest line UT would do, which was three years. And they actually had offered me full professor, but then it came back that that hadn't been advertised as full professor, been advertised as associate professor. So Mm. they brought me in as associate professor. So the first year I was there, I went for promotion to full professor. And the second year I was there, I went went for tenure and was tenured. And uh, so those years were wonderful years. That was 1990 when I came there. I had a, just an incredible experience. Uh, the the book uh, that I am a part of, uh, that I co-edit and, and uh, author, all that happened uh, while I was at UT. They The company had approached me and wanted me to, to be involved. Um, I had just done a book chapter is what it was in that book uh, in the second or third edition of that book. And I'm working on the 11th right now. Mm. (laughs) So, and um, uh, no one in the College of Nursing had ever been faculty Senate president, but I was faculty Senate president while I was there. I also had cancer while I was there. I had breast Mm. cancer. So um, became very close with the hospital. Uh, UT was where I had my surgery and my chemo, my radiation. And um, so afterward, when I was still going for checkups, they had a new director of nursing uh, over at uh, the hospital. And um, I just popped in to say, hey, I'm glad you're here. And, uh, you know, let me know if you need any help you know and she said well Martha Allie good do you want to come and work for me and I said no but I I would help you do something because she was interested in theory-based nursing and I'm very interested in theory-based nursing Hmm. and um, anyway she ended up hiring me as a consultant and so for two years I used my research day university of tennessee you have a research day uh, if you're tenured or on a tenure line one day a week uh, so like 20 percent of your time is a research day and um, so i used my research day to be a consultant over there for theory-based practice and the person who had come Uh, had a particular theory, nursing theory, she wanted to use. And so we use that. Anyway, that's published. It's published. um, Anyway, (laughs) I had a very good experience and uh, collected data and and we had good outcome. Anyway, um, that ended up being a good experience. But at that time, uh, a couple of things had happened. Uh, Gary Weedman, I, I knew Gary from school, you know, early on. He and Janice were a little bit ahead of me, but they, but they, I was there when they were. So he had contacted me and I 
did some consultation with the Milligan uh, nursing program. Mm. Um, he was at Milligan then. He was the, uh, what the chan not the chancellor, I forget what role they called, what they called his role. But anyway, he was academic dean or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just could look at their, what they were doing and saw what they needed. They were getting a, some record, some, some, um, the, the state board of nursing was questioning some things they were doing. And uh, so anyway, I did consultation with them and then I ended up actually doing consultation with uh, some of the other administrators at Milligan on faculty evaluation, some of those kind of things. But anyway, and um, then Gary had left there and I wasn't really sure where Gary even was, but anyway, he was down in West Palm Beach. <laughs> so one day I get this message from Gary and uh, he's saying that they're, they're wanting to start nursing at um, Palm Beach Atlantic University. And uh, they didn't have nursing at all. And uh, so again, they hired me as a consultant. He invited Charlie and I to come down and we were down there for a week. Uh, I was working and we were, you know, looking around and, and um, I really got interested in developing that program. And, and by this time I was like, you know, getting up toward Retire normal retirement time. I still haven't retired, but anyway. So um, I said to Charlie, you know, I'd sort of like to do this myself. And he said, uh, well, why don't we? We'll just retire here. So he loved Florida. He'd lived in Florida two or three times. Anyway, I went to uh, home. We put a sign in the yard <laughs> and um, we had been in that uh, home, I think, I think we figured it was 13 years. So it was, see, that was that time at UT was a great time for me in lots of ways. I really grew and was able to do a lot there. And um, we ended up moving. Now, it seems like he had come and looked at housing. And then I went and looked at housing. We didn't, we weren't together i i can't remember why all that was but he had looked and thought he had found a place and i went and looked at it and i was like no 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 that's not gonna be the house so anyway i got a realtor and started looking and uh anyway found a, a place and uh, ended up being a good situation and we ended up uh, moving in there and really thought we would retire there but then the summer came the heat there is terrible <laughs> you just run from your air conditioned house to your air conditioned car um anyway uh and also uh i had an episode uh with my heart and um had to have an ablation for a rapid mm. heart i have a heart rhythm problem mm. and um he actually had a uh, a procedure where he had to be admitted and both of us came to the conclusion we're too far away from any of our family you know and uh, he said to me you know you gotta know that 
I thought you were going to die and I didn't know what I was going to do down there. What am I going to do if you die? You know? And then I said, well, when he was in the hospital, I said, now I know what you mean, (laughs) you know, because I said, I'm the same way. I mean, both of us had good outcomes for our problem, health problem, but uh, we really realized, well, things were changing at PBA too. So the timing was good for us to do something else. And um, I started looking at ads because I was missing doctoral, uh, working with doctoral students. See, I had done that for so long and uh, I was really missing that kind of work, working with either thesis or doctoral students. So I, um, I started you know, putting out a few Vitas and, um, and the first one that actually got interested was Greensboro, North Carolina, University of North Carolina, Greensboro. And, um, and I even had an interview that was scheduled for there. And in the meantime, Charlie said, oh, we don't want to live up there with all that traffic. He said, look up ECU, see what ECU's doing. Well, here ECU hadn't popped up for me, but they had an ad for a director of the PhD program. And um, so I contacted the dean and she said, oh, Martha, are you kidding? She said, can you come, for, <laughs> can you come next week for an interview? And I said, well, we had, we had three of the grandkids there. And they were little then, you know. And uh, so uh, anyway, I said, well, no, not next week, but the week after I could, you know. So anyway, I came up here, an easy one, an easy decision. We were just real pleased with this area. And um, it was close to Charlie's family. His dad and mom were originally from Washington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. even though they had lived there for a long time, you know. Uh, but off and on, Charlie had been back there and the family, he had aunts and uncles and people there. Because he had said, we're either going to uh, North Carolina or Ohio to be near some family. Anyway, um, what year was that that you went back to ECU? I came to ECU in 2004. Okay. And I came in the fall and the house wasn't sold yet. It was on the market, the um, uh, West Palm Beach house. And so Charlie stayed and worked on getting things packed up and getting it sold. And I came and lived in a thing called um, Hometown Suites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it was in the fall of 2004. So the doctoral program was on paper and one person had sort of been shuffled through the <laughs> program very quickly. Then a person had been enacting director and had admitted a big group uh, for, I mean, eight for the fall. Mm-hmm. And that's what I inherited. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the courses really had been dis- developed because they taught them to one person, you know. <laughs> and so there was no infrastructure. I mean, it was, it was just bare bones is what it was. And uh, 
But I love that. And I knew from my experience at UT what to do and from my education at NYU. So anyway, we started that group. Um, they're wonderful people that went through in that first group. And then but the time I got to um, 2010, and they, it went through a five-year review. I had graduated 11. Uh, I had 31 in the pipeline. And I just thought, this is a good time to step down and let someone else do this. And because of my age, the university, I was getting those things about phased retirement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they were recommending phased retirement. <clears throat> and um, so I decided to do that, to do phased retirement. So the last three years, uh, I recommended a person to be the director, and that's who they appointed as the director and I was um, a faculty member finishing up you got to write your own objectives and so I took meetings out of everything for three years my last three years and I taught a class and I worked with dissertation students and uh, it was nice three years actually but in 13 then in 13 and I just realized the other day in June, that'll be 10 years since I did that, you know. Mm, wow. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, at, when Gary was uh, president, he contacted me because he was, he did a lot of work with the trustees. Uh, he kind of organized the trustees in a way they hadn't been. Uh, mm. I think that, I don't know that a lot of people know that, you know, mm -hmm. but they, they, uh, formalized I think they had bylaws before but I they updated the bylaws they and he had an orientation plan for new people coming on there were several things that he did he got faculty more involved in making accreditation visits and doing things you know it's just uh, it was he was really developing a lot of the people that were in different positions there mm -hmm. uh, in in the school and um, and he was doing that for the trustees as well well anyway he contacted me and he said um, that he was looking at the makeup and of the trustee body and he said actually uh, we really don't have academic people on the trustee <laughs> we need someone that has academic experience and knows academe you know mm -hmm. and uh, he said we have preachers we have lawyer we have <laughs> we have different different business people bankers we had a banker but we don't have an academic person uh, mm. and he said i'm academic he considered himself academic uh, he wanted to bring me on, and um, and I want to say it's like 2009, maybe, 10. Uh -huh. He contacted me, well, because he was formalizing even the procedure of bringing you on, okay, mm -hmm. and that there was a group of, fat, of trustees you would meet with and be interviewed and all that. Mm -hmm. So I, it was when I had my knee replaced. I was there, and and... 
I needed to come in June. In May, I had had my knee replacement and I wasn't really supposed to travel yet. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, Charlie said, I'll get you there. You know, <laughs> we'll stop and spend the night on the way. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just remember that that was when that was. And uh, so, but the time I was finally formally uh, appointed, I think it would have been in February, probably oh, yeah. of, uh -huh. of uh, 10, but nines when I was being invited and looked at and all that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and now that has been a great experience uh, for me. Um, I, I tell, I've told Tommy, of course, when I started, uh, Tommy was the, um, I was trying to think if there was anybody before him. But Tommy was the, in the position, um, oh, the associate, well, the academic dean. Academic dean. Yeah. yeah. And I got to know Tommy, you know, through that and also to see how capable he was. But those, those have been good. Plus, it turned out that, I mean, a lot of different trustees said, we really did need somebody that knew something about academe. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, they've been very positive about what I've been able to contribute. I tell Tommy, whenever it doesn't make sense anymore, please tell me. Uh -huh. <laughs> because I wasn't sure I would keep on. And when Charlie was sick different times, I thought, I just, this will be the last year I'll give it up. And I even mm. said to Tommy, you know, well, I'm not sure I can even finish the term or I probably won't be renewed. Well, now I've finished that term and have been renewed. <laughs> <laughs> I think my term runs till 25, maybe now. So, but I'm not sure I can be doing this all that time. But anyway. Well, I appreciate what, I appreciate what you've done for the university and all of your time invested with the school. Uh, oh yeah. That's been a, that's been quite a journey from your, from your family life and your influences to, uh, I mean, you, you were already medically focused before you came to Johnson. Oh and yeah. You just, you just kept developing and developing and developing. I'm, I'm real pleased that what Tommy's worked out, um, and, um, what what we've been able to do and uh, and of course monica is just uh, dr nelson i should say is a, a great person to be she'll call me and have a lot of questions and uh, she's doing a good job i i really believe she is doing a good job yeah i think so too and i think that program has promise um and it may grow into something else, but at this point, um, you know, it would be really hard. I think we'll be thankful for what it is, whatever it is, and however God uses it, we'll yeah. be thankful for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Martha, I have kept you way too long, and uh, is that right? I oh, don't yeah. even know what yeah, time we've, it is. We've gone, we've gone an hour and fifteen minutes so far. Oh, okay. So, um, I think I think what we've got is wonderful. However, because I've done this for every single podcast guest, I've got to do it for you. Okay. I have two questions. One is considering everything that you've experienced in life and ministry and those kinds of things, what is a piece of advice that you would give to everybody that's listening? The only thing that 
is lasting is uh, Christ in your life. The rest of this will all, it, it, may, it has some meaning, but the meaning is that you touch other lives through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have students that um, contact, former students that contact me they touched my life and I touched theirs, you know. <laughs> okay, uh, that was good. So the last last one, this is going to be the challenge, is you only have 60 seconds to give the world a message. So what would you tell the world in less than 60 seconds? Think about your answer. Let me ask our listeners, have you heard about Johnson University's Vanguard Church Partners Program? Churches who seek a more dynamic relationship with the university are invited to join this partnership as we work together to foster stronger connections between churches, the university, and the students who attend Johnson from VCP churches. Student scholarships and a variety of church benefits reinforce the partnership of Johnson University with each partner church. Learn more at johnsonu.edu forward slash Vanguard or call Brian Lakin, Director of Church Relations at 865-251-2141. So Martha Riley Alligood, a 1967 graduate of Johnson Bible College and current trustee of Johnson University, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Sojournal podcast and for sharing your uh, exceptional journey with us. That's really appreciated. What one minute message would you give to the world? That except in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, being baptized to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit is the most important thing uh, that a person can do in this life. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's true. And that's why we do what we do at Johnson University. And I know that's that's all a part of what you do in your entire life and ministry. So Martha, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Sojourno Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. The Sojournal Podcast is a production of the Alumni Relations Office at Johnson University, edited by Lena Gavorsky, podcast graphics by Rachel Woodard, music by Loyal Love. Tune in to other Sojournal Podcasts dropping normally weekly on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening.